if we're in the proclaiming uh, mode. Only if you got something. No, I would say if we're in proclaiming mode, I would proclaim that I would walk 500 (laughs) miles. (laughs) That's not not the the song. song. (laughs) All right. Let's roll the opening. That's ridiculous. Good deal. And And we're we're back. back. All right. (laughs) You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. All right, that Very takes good. us to uh, the substantive portion. Ever so substantive. I'm not going to do a time check. That's good, because you know why? Just take as much time as you need. My belief is that you should just take as much time as you need. This, Franklin, is the Q3.1, if you're following along in our... Idiotic numbering system. It is entitled Shared Leadership, yes. which the statement for which is influence through combination. It is the second Q point in the third quadrant, which is lead right. That's the practice of virtuous leadership. All right. There are three thought-provoking questions, what we like to call the Socratics, associated with this particular cue point. The first one is, why do men pool their efforts? The second one is, can anyone lead together? Third, does a leader gain anything by sharing power? Mm. Thought-provoking. I see the provocation in your generous brow. I'm about to go poop in the day. I've just provoked. (laughs) All right. Let's take up the first spur, which is shared leadership is a conspiracy to influence movement to advantage. A conspiracy, Franklin, kind of being a legal term, mm-hmm. which means an agreement between two or more people to act in harmony toward a common end. It's generally right. seen from a negative viewpoint. It is, because we, we think of like flat earthers or things like that as conspiracies. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah those aren't really uh, legal conspiracies, but right. they are, but that's, uh, that's another it's brand. It's similar, right? yeah. But let's say conspiracy to rob a bank. Okay, yeah, sure. Right. There so all that requires is two or together. more people to agree to do so and mm-hmm. one person to take one act in furtherance of the conspiracy. He goes and buys a gun or rents a getaway car. Right. They can then, well before they get anywhere near the bank, abandon their determination to rob the bank and uh-huh. still be charged and convicted of conspiracy to rob a bank. Because we conspired to do so. To do so, which, yeah. this will be the part that surprises you, if convicted, they will be punished at only one level below the actual thing itself, though they never got even close to doing it. Does that seem draconian? A little? Yes. Okay. And the reason is because the power of conspiracies for evil is so great. Huh. Take four men, one of whom is a great driver, another one who can blow up a safe, another one who can be good with guns, and a third, fourth of who can plan. They are much more likely yeah. to be effective in a bank robber than one guy than trying one to do it by himself. one dude who just runs in and with a ski mask that's on. That's right. That's right. So that's As Ocean's Eleven taught us. All Ocean's Eleven is a perfect conspiracy yeah. movie. Now, uh, men who combine in furtherance of outcomes to achieve uh, their objectives also can seek positive objectives. Mm-hmm. That's the key, right? So conspiracy for good. Yes. In fact, I wrote an entire book, which I've never, I don't think I've ever shown anybody, called it Conspiracy for Good. Really? Yep. Much of which, knew that. much of which, including this part right here, appears in the Q source, <laughs> which is why that all seems to make sense, right? But oh, now a shared leadership team, what we like to call an SLT, mm-hmm. right, is a particular po- proximate group uh, of two or more people that's formed for the purposes of influencing through combined virtuous leadership. Yes. That is a conspiracy. So we are conspirators. That's right. You we are. I. You and I. 
uh, together with three other men, yeah. are conspirators within a shared leadership team. We are trying to inspire, right? Influence mm-hmm. movement to advantage through F3. Yes. And we conspire together to do that. Each of us brings different skills and powers and all that stuff to the table, and it makes it that much more likely that we'll succeed. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? I want to be the safe blow-up guy. What's that? <laughs> yeah, you can be the safe blow-up. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, just as uh, four robbers who mm-hmm. are successful in Bank 1 would not then, for Bank 2, for reasons of fairness or inclusion, switch roles. Tell you what. Right. Hey, hey, you blew hey, up last time. Hey, blow up guy. Why yeah. don't you drive? <laughs> I want to do blowing up. You ever blown anything up before? No. No, but fairness dictates. And neither do we in our yeah. shared leadership team no. trade off jobs. In fact, we we are very clear and say, oh, that's out of my lane. That I stay in my yep. lane. Exactly right. Now, a shared leadership team requires <clears throat> three things. First one is trust. Mm-hmm. Second one is shared virtue. And the third one is competence between its members. Trust, Franklin, is reliance between team members. In fact, that's its own cue point. Mm-hmm. I think it's the next one, in fact. Uh, that's obviously very important. Uh, without trust, teamwork itself will be impossible. I can't turn my back to danger to accomplish my task without believing that if I were attacked, you right. would. And we've all seen those movies, too. That's right. Yeah. I can't focus on my task unless I actually believed you would do yours. Right. That's that's where trust is critical. Yeah. And if you take our shared leadership team, what we call the XG or executive group, we do very little intruding on each other's areas, right? Yeah. We just trust that well, it'll be accomplished. Except for Slaughter. Except for Slaughter. He's yeah. annoying. He's but part of his job is to, in right fact, now, <laughs> shake the weasel. That's his job. <laughs> That's his job. That's his job. Yeah, it's not intrusion in that That's case. That's right. Yeah. Um, what makes a shared leadership team different than, say, just groups of people brought together to accomplish things is every man within it is a has must be a leader. Yeah. That's... That's a big part of it, and that's that's what makes everything different. And no, we know proverbially, by proverb, that for lack of guidance, a nation falls. In fact, that's an inherent part of F3's mm-hmm. ideal. Our ideal is that we create leaders to strengthen our communities because the nation will fall otherwise. So just explain really quick, the because I think the difference then, what, what we would see traditionally in a business, let's say, is not a shared leadership team necessarily. No, pyramid. Yeah. Man so, on top, everybody else. Right. So you have a leader. Yes. And a lot of followers yes. of different kinds. People that oftentimes are. Some of whom are also leaders. Right? Could be. Right. Right. Uh, but they would lead only the men sure. beneath them. Right. They're not necessarily. And even though I hear things like, oh, we do 360 degree coaching or sure. you know, whatever. The fact that they say that means they don't have a shared leadership team. By the way. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, no. Tell me. Right. I mean, if it's yeah. in your fabric. Right. You wouldn't have to dye it in. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that you wouldn't need it. Yeah, it would just happen. It, it wouldn't yeah. need it. You yeah. know, uh, of course, the shared leadership team has a leader within it who is oh, who is ultimately responsible for the outcome. That's right. me. The Q. That's me. The Nantan. Right. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that you guys aren't also leaders, but it means that I'm ultimately responsible for the outcome. And part of your responsibility is to hold me accountable. Right. And if I won't accept that, then we don't have a shared leadership team. And all the 360 in the world ain't got to fix that. <laughs> we can spin around right. all day. Well, what that really is, is, it, you know, the 360, I think, is, is what I know about it anyway, is a good way to take groups who have poor leadership and to teach them leadership skills. To attempt. To attempt to yeah. do so. But I would think a, a leader who has embraced this idea of shared leadership would not need it. Well, because he would practice candor. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's who he is, right? Yeah. Which... 
oddly enough, or maybe on purpose, brings us to this second required component of a shared leadership team, first being trust, second being shared virtue. Uh, and that's unity in all the group's essentials. Right, and we talked about some of these last week. But right, so I'm not going to belabor the point, point other than say there's universal essentials, and we talked about those right. being candor, commitment, consistency, contentment, and courage. <gasps> They're universal. They're also specific. Mm-hmm. We raised punctuality as one right. example of that. But For whatever it means, you've got to have, you've got to share the universals, and those that are specific, you gotta you gotta, you gotta share adopt those, those as well. Yeah. All right. That's for that's, your particular group. Absolutely true. Yeah. Now, third, first was trust. Yep. Second was shared, shared virtue. virtue. Third is competence. Competence. Competence is simply the ability to skillfully perform mission essential tasks. They're essential because that's what that shared right. leadership team. That's is your doing. mission. Now, so when I was part of a shared leadership team with a company commander and three infantry platoon leaders, right? Uh We had certain mission essential tasks. They were, not to make it too difficult to understand, to shoot, move, and communicate. Can't shoot your weapon, can't kill anybody, can't move, you're gonna get killed yourself, can't communicate, no one knows what the heck you're doing. You're not gonna be able to close with and destroy the enemy, right? And that's your mission. That's right. Now, my company commander could not have shared leadership with me if I wasn't competent in those things, if I couldn't shoot straight, right, 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 I was too fat to move, uh-huh. right, no problem, or I was not capable of communicating on the radio, yeah, in a professional or way, or willing to do so, or willing yeah. to learn how to do so, which raises kind of the next point. Uh, then he couldn't share leadership with me. These things right. are non-negotiable. That's why they're essential. Now, the leader of the shared leadership team has a choice. If you can't do it, he can either give you more training, help you get there. Uh, and if you're willing you keep trying, you can accept that and sure. try to accelerate right. your progress. But if none of that happens, he doesn't only have much choice if he wants to, the group to prosper other than to issue you a black Tahoe. Yes. Which is removing a man from a position in which he cannot prosper. Yeah. And by cannot, I also mean will not, for whatever reason. Sure. Could okay. be yeah. don't, just unwilling to train it. enough, unwilling to whatever learn, it is, right. or just not capable. That's right. Either way. That's part of the leader, the cue <clears throat> of the shared leadership's uh, duties is to black Tahoe those guys who don't belong there because they'll ultimately destroy it. Yeah. They'll destroy trust. Lack yeah. of competence destroys trust. So sure. all three of those things actually can result in a black Tahoe. You got a member who's uh, untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. You got a black Tahoe. You got a guy who doesn't share virtue. You got a black Tahoe. Go. You got an incompetent. You got a black Tahoe. Yeah. You know, it's not you personal. Got, you run it out of that bank with bags full of money and that uh, getaway car ain't parked in the right spot. Right. I forgot to put gas in. If you live to fight, it, if you live to fight another day, yeah. you're gonna need you're a new driver. <laughs> I thought I'd just get a Starbucks while you were in there. Right. I didn't. Wrong answer, tiny yeah. dancer. All right. <laughs> a virtuous leader is a pro who leads from the shield lock. Okay, that's yes. the third spur. Uh, now, all that really means is that shared leadership teams have to be full of pros, guys that get ready for the, for the flux mm-hmm. through preparedness because they know it's going to hit. Right. You guys know I flux. We all do. For me, like anybody else, there's dark nights of the soul, man. That's how leadership works, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not all I can be or all I should be, but I don't have to be because I've got four other guys who right. can pick up the slack. If you take it between five guys, it's very unlikely that all five guys will be on the flux. It would be amazing. Right. Yeah. It would be, it would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember if you're a civil war buff or not but you know one of the y'all's generals um was stonewall jackson y'all's who is well i was yeah i know we fought to end slavery so uh <laughs> stonewall jackson i was in a border state okay <laughs> yeah stonewall jackson virginia was not a border state stonewall jackson was a border state 
We can worry about that. It was on the border, but a true border state was not. It was actually a neutral like Kentucky. We were on the border. No. Go. All right. Stonewall Jackson's from Virginia, for, for yes. Noah's sake. Yes. Okay. I've, oh, I, you know, I've probed <laughs> and found another area of weakness with you, haven't I? I guess. Sports I and Civil War. There's a lot more sports enthusiasts than there are Civil War enthusiasts. Truth. All Go right. On. So anyway, Stonewall Jackson, great leader, all that yeah. stuff, though he fought it for an, an ignoble cause. He um, was known for his uh, incredible stamina. Mm-hmm. He marched his troops very fast, very hard. They were famous for appearing out of nowhere in the Yankee rear or on the flank somewhere. They had no idea where they were because he'd put them on a march. He had incredible stamina, but every once in a while, he'd just lay down on the ground and sleep for 18 to 24 hours. <laughs> Did not know that. That's true. Okay. So, I mean, in that time, somebody else had to lead, right? Yeah. I got my 18 to 24 hours of just checking out. Yeah. Maybe not physically but emotionally just happens yeah happens to us all if it could happen to stonewall jackson happened it sure happened to doa so you got to have somebody else there to pick up the slack everybody's standing around waiting for you to make every single decision it ain't gonna happen right it's gonna happen very fast that's why combination coming together right is the leader's best guardrail against the flux it it ensures it ensures that somebody from his shield lock is going to be able to lead if he can't yeah that's critical yeah. Now, there are some things that a leader of a shared uh, leadership team must do or really should do to ensure um, that this feeling of leading collectively together is shared. And one of those is to be, make sure that when the spotlight comes on and that the accolades are being handed out, that he ain't on the stage. He's mm. got to try as hard as he can to do that. That goes back to what we talk about taking the blame and passing the praise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Now, a lot of good leaders, right, good leaders, mm-hmm. and I'm putting good in quotes there, right, air quotes, mm-hmm. a lot of good leaders are very good about recognizing people from the stage. Sure. Recognizing little people have made this possible. Yeah, but he's right. but they're still in the audience, and he's right. pointing out. But the virtuous leader would not have that mm-hmm. opportunity to recognize people from the stage because he wouldn't be on it right. in the first place. He would place. have put them up there. Absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, this professionalism, this um, acceleration uh, and guardrail uh, system, it's the best and necessary pra- prophylactic um, for the magnification of the peaks and valleys that appear in your life. You'll, you will be ever thankful mm-hmm. if you set up that way as a leader. All right. Um, it's a difficult thing to do. Uh, it's against our nature to do as leaders. Yes, as um, human beings. Right. Um, but we're not capable of seeing that on our own, and we need help to do it. I know for myself, Franklin, that I was on the outside when you said you needed me. Mm-hmm. I was looking at myself. I was blind. I just could not see. Mm. Yeah. You know what? What's that? you got to fix a radio. <laughs> you, oh, you know what? It's a it's podcast. podcast. <laughs> it is. It is. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult. The 43 Feet, out front.